When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What were the keys to the finals? Where will LeBron go? How long till someone beats the Warriors? The only question left is, say it with me, you win. Hey sports fans, Coach Nick here and welcome to the live post-game show after Game 4. The series is over. This is also a will be a podcast tomorrow, so glad I could be around with you one-on-one today. We're going to do an interesting one-man show like we used to do uh, up until Dave came in the picture. It was always a one-man show here, so I'm glad to be back. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. I have some ideas, some thoughts about the game itself uh, that I took while we were watching the game, and then we can get into some questions from you, so make sure you start getting the questions going over in the Periscope. Um, but let's see here. Um, the defense by the Cavs, uh, it's just, you know, not good. Uh, and here's the question. It, it, people on Twitter seem to want to argue that we, we know this is a known entity. We know that they're not good on defense, so you shouldn't really expect anything different. Now, I get that, and that's true, but there are some basic rotational things that are not happening that, like, you know, normal teams at lower levels should know how to do better. Uh, and that's what's frustrating about it because two of these games were razor thin. If they just played better defense on a couple possessions, they would have been up 2-1. And so I'm not talking about, oh, you know, it's, um, it's George Hill having to guard Kevin Durant. He, can't, he simply can't do anything. No, I'm talking about rotation stuff that keeps giving up easy bucket after easy bucket. Um, now, the other thing that was frustrating was it seemed that the Cavaliers had a um, their, their method of, def- of defending the pick and roll a lot of the time was, was either hedging or double teaming. And it was just an ill, it's just not a good idea. The other three guys almost every single time were not prepared, had no idea. They would have been better off just switching it and hoping for the best on an ISO. They really would. Otherwise, the other three guys who were not Ling the, uh, the pick and roll and getting the right positions as far as you know zoning, zoning it up. And uh, it was a waltz to the hoop by the short roll every single time. So it was very frustrating to watch that, that they were choosing to do that, even though it was clear it was not the right strategy to do. Um, so that was one thing that just you know, continued to kill them no matter what. And it was that close. They really were tough. They hung in there on, on the two of these games. So, uh, and remember, they win that game one, and it changes the entire complexion of the series. Without question, uh, things are different overall. Pressure is different. The Warriors, the Warriors now don't have home court advantage going back to Cleveland. It's a, it's a whole different series. So, um, just huge. Now, that said, um, the Warriors had great ball movement as well. So, it's not just like they have all the talent in the world. The Warriors also have a system in place that enables easier shots because we've seen teams that have two or three really good players not run offense and not move the ball like this, and they still are able to win with the tougher shots, but at least with the Warriors, um, it's the way they approach the game, the way they uh, you know uh, try and get to 300 passes per game that loosens up everything and makes it easier for everybody. So I, I know when I coached, and I had really good players on my team, it was all the more reason to expect them to, to play more like a team because they could handle that. 
Um, and so that's always been my philosophy, and the Warriors are in line with that. So um, another issue that they made a big deal about LeBron, you know, playing the most games and the most minutes at his age, you know, and as if we want to allow him for that. But quite honestly, that was like the mistake. If he was going to play all 82 games, he better not have played uh, a ton of minutes. And if we quickly look up how many minutes he played over the season, I mean, I know he played at least, I bet you it's 36 minutes a game, 37. Um, it's too many. Now, of course, the other argument would be um, that without him playing that many, they wouldn't have won as many games as they did, which they didn't win that many. And that would have been a real problem, too. So this year he played 37 minutes a game, and he really should have played like, you know, 34 and I, I know it doesn't sound like that much of a difference, but I really feel like it would. And if the Cleveland Cavaliers couldn't figure out a way to win their 50 games, let's see how many they won this year, um, then then that's 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 on them. That's they have to just deal with that. They won 50 games exactly. If they couldn't get to 50 with two minutes less per game on on uh, LeBron, then uh, and I get it. I like the fact that he did play all 82 games primarily because people are spending a lot of money to go to these games. They save up way ahead of time and a lot of the stars will you know on a whim just not play in a certain game and that would just that would be devastating to if I was bringing my kids and we idolize a player so I'm really glad kudos to him for doing that but they needed to manage the minutes better uh let's see here now the thing with the um with the offense that the the Cavaliers were running and I had a big issue I think with that too was they were in the beginning of the game controlling the pace pretty well and, and trying to force that switch of Curry on LeBron and that that did play into the Cavaliers hands pretty much it allowed them to stay close but it was clear to me from the first half even though it was I know it was a 9 point lead at halftime but it was closer than that up until the end there uh, of the first half that um it was over before it began because the quality of shots by the Warriors you know, in the first half was just too great. They, you know, they missed some stuff they, or they fumbled the ball away or two a couple times. Um, and they just, it was just too great of a, of a shot. So eventually that is going to kill you and they're going to get beat like they did. Um, and the other thing that the, the, the uh, Cavaliers did was they, they hit them on the offensive rebounding. Uh, they had, I think, about 10 in the first half and that also kept them in the game. But on the flip side, the Warriors had eight or 10 blocks at the half. And they were, you know, recovering on defense and swarming. And it was just almost that I think almost when we come down to it is the best part of the Warriors uh, team. It's their defense, which is so good. I mean, I know their offense is great, but when they play defense like that, it doesn't really matter uh, what you do. They, you know, even if they get beat, they're still getting to the rim and blocking the shot or, uh, or, you know, deflecting passes or just making the shot that much harder. When JaVale McGee was in there, he was contesting shots as well. So it was really impressive what they do on that end, maybe even more than the, the high flying and the, the, uh, the, the deep threes they make. It really, for me, that's what gets me really impressed. Um, so, those, that's some of my notes I had taken. You know, the second half was kind of ho-hum at that point because it was, you know, once they got that lead in the third quarter, that was pretty much it. So let's head over to the uh, comment section here over on uh, Periscope and see what we have going here. Uh, looks like everyone's busy watching the uh, <laughs> the um, trophy thing, huh? Maybe I should have done that too, but uh, whatever. We'll, we'll get in, we'll get out. Uh, in retrospect, did the trade deadline trades help the Cavs? Uh, Gibran Jazz asks. Gibran Jazz. Um... You know, who did they get? They got Jordan Clarkson, who did not help at all, uh, ultimately. Um, they got um, Larry Nance, who, you know, was contributing to some degree, so that was helpful. Um, they got rid of Isaiah Thomas, who, you know, really became persona non grata uh, in that altercation or whatever he was, you know, yelling at um, Kevin Love uh, over his, uh, you know, anxiety issues. 
So, you know, but he probably would have helped. Uh, you know, he played a little bit better in, in L.A., so it seems like he could have, if they could have figured that out, he would have helped. But, um, you know, that's, that was not a, a great situation for them. And then Dwayne Wade probably would have helped, too. And that was a very strange. They decided to let him go back to, to Miami. And I'd like to know what the inside story is on that. Uh, let's see here. Who gets the MVP? I think it's pretty clear it's uh, Kevin Durant. Um, and if I quickly check the, um, the channel, what's happening here. The, uh, there, the, uh, do I see the news here? I'm missing a lot of hugging. So I don't see if uh, Kevin Durant has won it yet, but he's, he's going to win it. He had a triple-double tonight, and Steph Curry's one you know, bad shooting game in Game 3 really um, was a problem uh, for that. Let's see here. Which of the young Warriors players would you try to keep around for next year? T.N. Euler asks. So, you know, uh, great question. I mean, I like Quinn Cook. I like uh, Jordan Bell. Um, I like Patrick McCaw. You ride those three guys, you bring Livingston back and Iguodala, um, and then they got to just kind of trim a couple of the centers. But, like, you know, I think Looney should stay. Uh, that's a great little uh, bench unit right there. So that's all they need to, to add to the starters, and they're done. Eric for three bangs. Seemed like the team gave up. It did. I think that they gave up, you know, probably after game three. It was just, just, just disheartening. Their spirits were broken. I don't, you know, I don't blame them or I don't blame them. But, um, you know, it was, it was uh, a, a tough three games to go down three love the way that happened because for the game one was just the heartbreaker. And then game three, they were right there. So it's easy to understand how that the spirits were just broken. Uh, their defensive energy was just was terrible, basically for the uh, for the, the, the the whole game. So hey, let's do a fun thing. I used to do a, a lot of times on our periscopes. I'm gonna let's all just press that share button and let everyone else know and people who follow you that we're uh, we're out here doing a live show for a little bit here. So join me live now. Um, there goes my. You just watch me tweet in real in real life. So Ogball. Ogby Ball, what is your guess for when the Warriors won't be the champs? It's a great question, 2021 or so. I mean, they have to be the prohibitive favorites again next year, so that's 2019. Um, at, at some point, Clay Thompson leaves or Draymond Green leaves. The, thing, the, the whole thing kind of gets a little bit different, although if they still have Steph and KD, then they're the, they're, they're the favorites for at least two more years. So, yeah, I would say 2021 might be the time, barring injury or whatever. It just seems like uh, the culture is too good. The coaching is too good. Uh, they have young players. I mean, they can plug uh, Jordan Bell right into Draymond Green's spot probably by after next year. And, you know, I think they can get a very similar output. A different way, but, like, similar. So they're very lucky they have him. I think Patrick McCaw could take over for Iguodala eventually, uh, although this year didn't prove that. I just feel like, you know, give him one more year to develop and not be injured again, and he'll, he'll have that chance. So uh, we're now seeing, uh, let's see, Commissioner Silver is giving the trophy to the Lakeups. A nice kiss from uh, KD on, on the trophy. So uh, let's see here. Other questions. By the way, uh, kudos to all you guys for being in here with me now. Uh, you can always watch the trophy ceremony, I guess. We've seen it for, what, this is now the third year. So uh, it you know, looks the same as it did last year. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see. I think KD deserves MVP. Absolutely. H. Cantrell, 706. Uh, no, H. Cantrell, 10. Uh, yeah, LeBron is 3-9 and three and nine in the finals. Wow. Yep. Wait, wait. Is that right? He's gone eight straight, and he had nine. He's three and six, right? Um, where is LeBron going to go? P. Sanchez asks. Um, you know, it's a great question. There's not too many places I think he would be willing to go where he has a chance. So it's either like Houston or Philly or Boston. I just don't see how like, if he goes to the Lakers, how they're able to tool that within uh, half a season to get that ready for the uh, for the championship, especially because. 
They got Houston and the, uh, the Warriors in the same conference. So he really should stay in the East without question. And then that means, okay, where should he go? Um, you know, again, I think Boston would be the best place. I don't know how they configure that lineup and all that stuff, but, um, you know, that's important. So um, I feel like LeBron is a flow and ball stopper. Not sure where he goes after this. You know, that is a very good point. And um, certainly uh, players that go to play with LeBron, um, you know, suffer sometimes. Or it takes them a while to figure out what, uh, how, to, how to adjust to him. Because that's what's going to happen. You have to adjust to him, which is why going to Philly would kind of maybe bum me out because they've got something really good going there. And to, I think it would stifle the development of Ben Simmons and uh, Joel Embiid if LeBron comes in there and plays 35 minutes a game. Um, so that's the problem I have with him going there. Why can't Corver shoot anymore? We, you know, we have seen this with LeBron teammates like Shane Battier and even uh, and going to long slumps in Miami. Uh, in the finals, and same with um, even Ray Allen had a bad slump at some point in one of those runs. Um, you know, you're not getting a consistent flow. Uh, you know, certainly Kyle Corford doesn't get any playing time. He's getting 15, 16 minutes a game. Just when he started to break a sweat, they yank him out. So it was a really hard thing. And then they weren't running the pin downs for him. They kind of started doing it later. Now, one of the things was they were switching that, so it was easy to kind of blow that up. But it's easy to sort of adjust that, have Corver set a screen, then pop out off a screen. Different things they could have done, they didn't. They weren't very creative with him. And if they weren't going to do that, then they might as well not play him at all. And then, yeah, by the by tonight's game, he, you could just tell he was he was just not. Uh, it, it was a bad mental space for him. Um, it's easy to defend when you can ice LeBron. Uh, Mario Mui says, uh, "Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think the point you're making is that you can kind of sag off of a lot of other people on the floor at any given time with the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's probably true." Um, uh, let's see here, John. Uh, something, John, something, something, 28. Is the loss at least 30% Tyron Lue's fault? Like, why keep JR in? So, yeah, I mean, certainly Tyron Lue deserves a lot of the fault here, even though, you know, they weren't going to win, right? I think everyone seems to understand that that was not going to happen. But they didn't really give them their best shot, it felt like. That was what was left me frustrated. And um, with that in mind, yeah, the J.R. Smith minutes never made sense to me ever. Um, and which leads me to believe that maybe Tyron Lue's not in charge of the rotations so much. It's possible it's not. I don't know. But um, something is weird there, and it doesn't add up, uh, you know. So um, if LeBron leaves the Cavs, you think that they should immediately fire Tyron Lue? Now, that's an interesting question because, to me, remember when he left the first time, they fired Mike Brown, and then he left anyway. And I kind of felt like what he said was, okay, I will stay. I'm only going to stay in Cleveland. This is before he went to Miami, if you, if you get rid of Mike Brown. And they did it, and I think he was maybe he was even surprised. He's like, oh, they did that. I didn't really think they were going to. It was going to give me an out. Um, <clears throat> so I think that it's possible, by the way, that Tyron Lube might step down. He had some serious health issues that sounded a lot like heart attack territory. Um, and he might not want to stay for that. Now, if LeBron leaves, then great. Maybe Tyron Lue can finally coach and has a lot more control, would, would have a lot more control than he does now. Um, but I don't know. It does feel like maybe they're going to just hit the reset at that point once, uh, once LeBron leaves and start over uh, with coaching and everything. Uh, is the Warriors defense an all-time great? Without question. And by the way, that goes to my other thing. That, this is um, MK. MKVSNG. Um, basically, the Warriors, um, this is the best, yeah, this is probably the best defense I've ever seen. Now, the 95 96 Bulls were right up there as well because they had Jordan Pippen and Rodman um, and then a really good team defense. Uh, and that's some of the greatest defenders of all time. Now, 
you know, uh, Draymond Green, I think, might be the best defender of all time. Rodman is up there, but I never saw Rodman quarterback a defense like uh, like uh, Draymond does. It's, it's as impressive as anything. And in fact, Draymond uh, tonight was could have been the best player on the floor on the, uh, uh, overall just because of his defense was that good. He was covering for everybody. Um, so, yeah, if, 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 if the Warriors aren't number one, then number two, I think, all time. I mean, I, I got to kind of maybe, you know... You wonder if the Celtics back in the 60s had some of that stuff too. But, um, yeah, well, the way they play defense now and the way they have to play defense, this is the, this is the most impressive team I've seen. Um, let's see here. I don't think um, – uh, I don't, let's see. Eric for bank, Three Bank thinks he doesn't think the Cavs get out of the first round without the trades. It's interesting. Um, maybe. I mean, that, that team was broken for, without question, and they were probably slightly in danger of like maybe not making the playoffs at all. So that's possible. Um, and they certainly did get an injection of energy in the beginning for a few of those games. So uh, let's see here. Um, are there, uh, thank you, T.N. Euler. Good feeling getting coached to answer your question. All right. Hey. Um, are the Rockets uh, are on suicide watch now. H. Cantrell 10. I mean, I guess you mean because um, they pushed the Warriors so hard and they could have almost, oh, yeah, they could have almost been there. Yeah, maybe. Then again, if Iggy didn't get hurt, then you know maybe the Warriors win in five or six games. I don't know. Uh, Dufour knew his game was going to be terrible. He must have. Yeah, he's also traveling. Uh, if LeBron decided to go, Chris Scary twelve. If LeBron decided to go to Houston, would you still pick Warriors to beat them? Wow. Okay, a fantastic question. I uh, hope you're still around here to hear the answer. Um, yeah, I think I might have to pick Houston to beat them if they have LeBron. I think. Yeah. Although I got to figure out who they lose uh, to, to handle that. Now I, I know that Chris Anderson alone gets un, uh, almost enough salary for them to uh, to cover LeBron, but I don't know if they have to lose anybody else. But I guess if you think it's Harden, Chris Paul, and LeBron, and 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 Capella and Ariza, it's a good team. Um, although there's some issues there too, and how much does LeBron let them you know do their thing, and um, how do they balance that out? That's that's. That's the three most ball-dominant players in the league right now. Uh, so that it's interesting. I, you know what? Maybe I don't. I, th- I think the Warriors still have a chance to beat them. Still, still would beat them. Um, when did the Warriors get too expensive? Well, at some point, you know, Curry's extension has to expire. They got to pay him, and um, and then when KD's uh, another his deal expires too, uh, that's that's when it becomes too expensive. That's when you got to deal with like Clay or, or or Draymond going away. Um, great question, Jeff Lauren three. Let's see here. Um, so is LeBron greatest of all time debate going to go away now? JMC 3147. It, you know, I, I keep putting him as 1B anyway. Uh, this didn't help. Um, you know, certainly if he had helped, if the Cavs had won this series, then I, I would have probably had to say he's the greatest of all time. That would have catapulted him. They didn't, want, they didn't win one game, though. Um, that's kind of troubling. And his record now is, you know, enough where you might have to say that it, it could be. It could be. That, that, that might have ultimately ended that discussion. Um, LeBron to Philly now that Colangelo is gone. Well, here's the question uh, for Jeff Lorenzo. Uh, now, I don't know if Colangelo would have uh, made it seem like he wasn't going to go, um, you know, anyway. But um, perhaps that was part of their reasoning was that they couldn't afford to have any kind of taint at all on, on you know, LeBron deciding. Because I know that I think Boston's kind of coming up now with, um, with uh, all of a sudden on LeBron's radar. So that might have scared them into saying, well, we better do something to make sure that that's not the issue. Um, uh, Mario Mew says, you can't go to a team with less shooting than the Cavs. Uh, that's true. Yep. 
I mean, there's probably like Sacramento. I don't know. I got to look at the, the lineups and stuff. But yeah, if I was Boston, I don't think I would want to sign LeBron. I mean, you're right. They could run it back with a healthy two, you know, uh, Kyrie and uh, Gordon Hayward and and probably get to the finals at least anyway. So, um, yeah, they might not need him. I mean, you know, when you get LeBron, you're, you're getting a whole lot of things involved. There's a lot of stuff uh, involved with that that might not be, you know, conducive to what they've already built. Um, let's see here. Chris Gary thinks that if LeBron goes to Houston, that'll be enough. Remember, you're talking about the, the three most ball-dominant players like of all time. It's a, it would be a challenge. Og B-Ball, I don't understand why Houston isn't the, play, isn't the place for LeBron to go, only a place where he can be Golden State. I mean, you know, it's like I said, uh, it, it, would, it would be a challenge for them to figure out how to make the offense work uh, as well as it did this year. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. D. Shaw Jr. wants to make me a GM and the coach. How do you fix the Cavs to keep LeBron? Yikes. Good question. Uh, to keep LeBron, they need to get like Paul George. Um, they need to get rid of J.R. Smith. Um, I'd get rid of Tristan Thompson. I don't like Tristan Thompson, I decided. There's enough what I've seen here of attitude issues. It seems like he's willing to criticize teammates and sort of, um, you know, get on them and, and whatever when it's not really his place in my mind. His place is just to keep his head down and, and, and play really good defense, which he didn't do, um, and, and just be all-around hustle, getting offensive rebounds and doing that. And, uh, you know, he might have suffered from the disease of Moore having won that one title. Uh, he changed. And um, and so I would get rid of J.R. Smith. I get rid of um, uh, Tristan Thompson. Uh, probably the coach, you know. Probably, although I don't know. I, I don't know how that works because you know, right now LeBron's probably got as much control as he would like uh, with Tyronn Lue there. Uh, so yeah, you got to bring in Paul George, and you got to bring in. I mean, you know, the guy that they need is the guy that they had, Kyrie Irving. You know, he was the difference maker when they won. And they didn't want to keep him, at least for the last, you know, it's strange. It's hard to understand why they did that. Kind of like when they traded Harden. They didn't have to at the time. I know Kyrie wanted to leave, but hey, make it work. Um, how is their defense that good, in your opinion? All they do is switch. Well, no, it's not all they do. They rotate so perfectly, and they know how to read, and they know how to cover. You know, they didn't want Curry to be on LeBron, and you watch the ballet of switching him off and bumping him out. Uh, that's communication, and it's spatial awareness. It's all those things that are really, you know, hard for certainly like the, the Cavaliers to master. And so uh, it was a really impressive performance by that, on that end. They just they talk so well. They rotate perfectly. They rarely ever get stuck where there's no one there to protect the rim or there's no one there to contest in the air on the shot. So uh, And you've got Draymond Green, who's just the quarterback, and uh, really just impressive all the way around. Uh, let's see here. Is Miami a dark horse to get LeBron? Ah, I don't think so. Remember, LeBron's got to go somewhere where he feels like he can win a title, and I just don't think that that's there. That said, the other places like Houston and Boston, I don't know if they can make the numbers work without ripping it apart. So that's another question. It's a, you know, it's a, it'll be really interesting. And you know what? It'll be good for us because we'll have lots to cover, you know, on, on, on the YouTube channel. Which, by the way, don't forget, uh, now that the season's over, it's like maybe we produce a couple videos less a week, but it's game on with free agency, with the draft. We have lots of things to do about the draft this year, so stay tuned until that happens. Uh, we have summer league stuff. So, you know, all the way up until maybe like August, we don't slow down at all. We're going to be on here making videos and doing live shows and all sorts of stuff. So don't think you have to go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us because uh, we had, I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but like we had the biggest growth of all time uh, in this playoffs. I mean, just incredible numbers. And I want to keep those up. You know, it's great for everybody. And uh, and certainly we can continue to, to bring you more stuff. So don't go anywhere on that end. Um, 
Sam Maverick wants to ask my thoughts on LeBron and the Spurs. I don't know. I wonder if the Spurs would even want to take that burden on. Um, I suppose they would because it means a lot just in terms of even, you know, business revenue. Um, but that would be interesting. I don't know. I mean, if that they lose Kawhi and they get LeBron, interesting. Um, that could work. That actually might work pretty well. That might work really well. Maybe, maybe that's the best. I don't know. But then again, does you lose Kawhi? I'm assuming it's because you lose Kawhi. Uh, but let's just say Kawhi is there. It's Kawhi, LeBron. You know, there's still some holes in that lineup that uh, they they have they that you wouldn't vault them necessarily into the lead above Houston or the Warriors. Um, let's see here. Um, any other good questions here? Where did the post play go, and why is defense optional these days? I don't. You watch the Warriors play. That's um, straight sticky. Asks. Uh, there, you see a lot of great defense on that end, and you see like the the Celtics played really good defense too. There's some teams out there that are doing it right. Uh, and what you see from post play now is you'll see. By the way, the Warriors throw the ball to the post a ton. Uh, they Kevin Durant was posting up left and right, getting switches and, and t- attacking mismatches. And don't forget, throwing the ball in the post, looking for a kick out for three, is is the best three point shot you can get. So it's not going anywhere. But they're just going to use it for different ways, and less shooting and more, um, you know, uh, setting up the three point shot and setting up cutters. So. Um, here we go. I'm just looking at who Kevin Durant was just kissing in the tunnel. Um, it looks like it was who was that? Anyone know? Is anyone watching the feed while they're watching this? Uh, Kevin Durant walks out. Oh, with the MVP trophy, by the way. And uh, anyway, I don't know. She looks familiar to me, but I can't figure out who it is. Where did the post play go? Oh, that's we already answered that question. New rule: keep your mouthpiece in your mouth, Curry. It is pretty gross, but everyone's doing it now. It looks like. Um, is LeBron Gabriel Sturdy asks, is LeBron making eight straight finals more impressive than being three and six once there is disappointing? Um, is eight straight more impressive than being three and six disappointing? Uh, I, I, I would think that it's probably the you know, losing that many is just disappointing. It's hard to overcome that. It's just a you know a bitter pill to swallow to get there and then not not be able to win. Um, any GM with a chance to sign LeBron has to go for it. You are right. I, if I ever made that not clear, you're, you're right. There, there's too much value in that overall. Um, I know if I was coaching and they brought him in and I had to try and coach him, I'd probably get fired pretty quick. Um, yeah, uh, Jesse Silva's interesting suggestion about, Harden, about LeBron going to Houston. If they can stagger the minutes between Harden, CP3, and LeBron, maybe uh, you could kind of do that. Uh, it would just be a lot of juggling act. And then obviously in the key moments – they're, they're going to have to be out there together. Um, let's see here. I, by the way, so Paul George has got an interesting decision to make. He's going to shift a lot of power around the around, just like he did when he went to, or when they traded him. Um, let's see here. Any any other good questions? What team is he a fit on? No one's talking right now about. Uh, assuming they talk about LeBron, uh, I, I think maybe the Spurs. That that might be the best fit. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it. So, well, that, that kind of, we get to the end of our uh, questions here. And uh, I think we're, you know, at the end of our rope here, 28 minutes into this program. So, listen, guys, I wanted to make sure that I was out here, you know, to talk to you before the, to seal in our practice as the season was ending. Like I mentioned earlier, we're going to be full on game on over on the dot com, on Twitter, on YouTube, making tons of videos. So, don't go anywhere. Make sure that you keep your uh, notifications fresh and on for us on the YouTube side because, again, uh, the it was incredible the amount of uh, of traffic we got since the start of the playoffs. All thanks to you, and um, we'll be keeping you more stuff. And by the way, I'm also launching a whole new platform of encore demos. 
And we already offered, uh, you know, you can get a free one on a great demo I did on how to shot fake sidestep side step three, which is the new, used to be shot fakes and one dribble pull up at, from 15 or 18. Now it's you sidestep and continue to shoot the three. So um, you can get that for free uh, with a, as long as you give us your email and your name and we will then, um, you know, be able to let you know when we have other awesome stuff. The first thing that will be out is a incredible 15 minute shooting system video, which I had offered earlier and now we're on a new platform. Um, and it's, it's 50 minutes, 5-0 minutes of just incredibly great stuff out there uh, of, of just gold on shooting from either if you're a player and you want to improve your shot or if you're a coach and you want more information about how to teach the, shoot, the shot better. Um, you got to get a, get on there, get the free video, get on our list, and you'll it will release that very soon. Plus, I have another one that's the four must-have actions in in your offense, and that's another great one for both coaches who want to put great uh, good action in there, and then also um, for players to learn how to. Um, uh, to, to work out of an offense, what shots they should be working on that most offenses have. So stay tuned for all of that. Can't wait to bring it for you. And uh, again, guys, thanks for being here. And gals, if you're out there, um, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being part of the conversation all year long. I'm a little bit sad that it's ending, but you know what? It's a whole new, the season never ends. We'll be right back here in the next couple days with the whole finals recap. And then we got draft and free agency and summer league and everything else. So Without any further ado, thank you so much for being here. And don't forget, sports fans, at B-Ball Breakdown, we're not a channel, we're a conversation. You win. You win.